This is your wake up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice of society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impact in the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother, being a. Good morning, Angela Yee. Oh, don't try to slide in here like you've been here. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It is Tuesday. It's like Freaky Tuesday because Envy's not here. Wasn't here, but Charlemagne was. I was here. I walked in like, hey. Show starts at six. I was here. And Charlemagne got on purple. I never seen you wear purple. Trying to do Barney. No, this ain't Barney. Well, I finally seen Game of Thrones. Bro, you late, bro. I see, well, it just happened Sunday. I seen it yesterday. You are late. If you don't watch Game of Thrones in real time, then it don't even matter. Yeah, you're not really a fan. I am a fan. A friend of mine had a birthday party I had to attend. Hey, fan. And I went to go see Avengers again yesterday. So you seen Avengers? No, 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 no. Don't jump. Don't come in here and act like you're an Avengers fan. I'm not, because I, okay. so, so I, so I fell asleep again. You did? So you didn't see it again. So you went to not see it again yesterday. I fell yesterday. asleep again. Uh, I saw it twice. Uh, I saw it on Thursday, and I saw it on Saturday. I didn't take no pee breaks, nor did I fall asleep. I love the Avengers Endgame dropping the clues bounce for all the Marvel heads like myself out there. My daughter said, let's go see it again because she fell asleep. My son was like, bet, let's go. We went to the uh, grocery store to get some snacks. We snuck the snacks into the movie theater. We sat back. Next thing I know, the credits were rolling again. I, I thought was like, it was hard to get tickets. Um, it depends Mon- where you live at uh, in a lot of places. Yeah, Monday at 7 o'clock in my town, it was pretty easy. Yeah, and it's made over $1.2 billion. At this point, I don't think it's that hard of a ticket to get. All right. Great movie, though. Enjoyed it. Now, I have never had that kind of closure with a film. Really, that kind of closure with anything that's on TV or in a movie, to be honest with you. There's too many superheroes in there for me. Oh, Ant shut Man. up. Shut up. I need you to shut up right Okay. Now. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come in here disrespecting. One people. Whatever. Don't come in here disrespecting the decade of Marvel movies. Don't come in here disrespecting 22 well, films, sir. let me tell you something. Okay. Growing up, our dog's name was Marvel. All right. He was a German shepherd. Okay, guys. So that's my connection with Marvel. All right. Was that, he a superhero? Was he a superhero dog? All we right, were very guys. scared of him. Okay. Oh. Move along. He could have been a superhero. I don't know. You know there's an animal in Avengers? It's that not action. an animal. Is it a it's German a raccoon. Shepherd? It's a raccoon. Rocket raccoon. Isn't a raccoon an animal? You know who else? Howard the Duck is in it, too. That's another animal that's in it. Howard the Duck had a small cameo in the battle scene. I didn't get that far. I fell asleep. Don't worry about it. It's not for you. Okay. You going to go see it again? No. I'm done. <laughs> Twice is enough. Stuff like this is only for guys who have uh, tattoos of uh, Marvel characters on their bodies. Yes. Like myself. That they, <laughs> you that they regret. Correct. You, know. you, you are correct. <laughs> and, uh, th- thank you, Marvel, for letting me write a couple comic books in, in my day as well. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, Game of Thrones is popping. A little well, dark, but Game of Thrones is, was cracking. I walked in here this morning and got scared out of my mind. Why? Charlamagne was there before you? No, I walked into, you know, there's a little uh, mixing studio where the DJs mix. Yeah. And it was dark in there. I turned a light on and someone was laid out on the floor. Why'd you go in there? Because there's a mirror in there. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Steve, I don't do my hair. So I wanted to there. see what my hair looked like. <laughs> I, I done stepped on him plenty of times. He's scared. Do the mix. And he doesn't use a blanket. He's he just, just on just, the floor. He just lays on the floor. Just, <laughs> it's really sad. It's, it's really sad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. That's the that's the least you could see in this studio at that time. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? Right. It could have been way worse. He was panting heavily. I didn't know what was going on. Was, where was his hands? He was making noise like... <laughs> I've seen way worse. I've seen way worse gracious. in my day in this studio. And then I stepped in something. Oh, my All goodness. Right. That's how it starts. <laughs> a lot going on. All right, well, we got a couple of guests joining us this morning. 
from Housewives of Atlanta. We have Candy Burris. Yes. And Portia Williams. Not, they not together, they, yeah, though. they won't be together. And they're not together. They came separately. Separate hours. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll be kicking with them. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? You yeah. know, really sad story. We're going to talk about John Singleton. I'm sure by now everyone's heard the news. I know yesterday everyone was saying that he had passed away. Then they were saying he didn't. Well, we'll give you the update on John Singleton and what a lot of people have been saying about how much he's influenced their life. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, the Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 121 to 113. The Nuggets lead the series 1-0. And the 76ers beat the Raptors last night 94-89. They tied the series 1-1. And shout to CC Sabathia. He takes the mound today. He's three strikeouts away from 3,000. So. Why did I think CC Sabathia retired? This is last year. Oh, got you. Got this you, is you, last you, year. This is his last year. What else we got, Yee? Uh, well, rest in peace to John Singleton. He has passed away. He was only 51 years old. Mm. So he did suffer a stroke 12 days ago. He returned from Costa Rica. He was having some problems with his legs. He then checked himself into the hospital where he suffered a stroke in his hospital room on April 17th. He's directed nine films, including Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Four Brothers, Too Fast, Too Furious. And he's also produced movies like uh, Hustle and Flow, directed episodes of The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story, Empire, Billions, and co-created Snowfall on FX. Hey, he's the first black director to ever be nominated for an Oscar. Yes, he was the first African-American nominated for Best Director. Mm -hmm. And Ice Cube was uh, in Boys in the Hood. That was his first major role in a movie. He said, your love for the black experience was contagious, and I would never be the man I am without knowing you. On April 29th, 1992, you were on TV warning the world what was to come. I'm sad today because on this April 29th, who will warn the world what's to come? I love you and miss you already, brother. Mm. So a lot of people were posting tributes to him because he did help out a lot of people with their careers. And and according to his family, they said, like many African-Americans, Singleton quietly struggled with hypertension. Mm. More than 40% of African-American men and women have high blood pressure, which also develops earlier in life and is usually more severe. Let me tell you something. I'll be damned if I let this world stress me out. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do to deal with your stress. Exercise, meditate, therapy, eat healthy, limit your internet and smartphone use, get massages. Just take care of yourself, man. Don't let this world or uh, whatever you're doing stress you out. The family also wants people to go to heart dot, heart.org so you can recognize the symptoms if you have hypertension or Very don't know sad. you do. Very mm-hmm. sad. Scares the ish out of me, too. The fact that, you know, he, he seen there was a problem, went to the hospital, had, a, you know, a stroke or heart attack in the hospital, and it feels like that would be a comfort zone. Like, that's where you would want to, if anything to happen, you would want it to happen mm-hmm. there because you figured they can help you. But it's it, it still, when it's your time, it's your time, man. Rest in peace and, and pray for that man's family, man. Yes, he has seven children, wow. by the way. So he survived by wow, his mom wow, wow. and by his seven children. Uh, Lena Waite said, you always had wise words to share with me. You were also real as F. Michael B. Jordan said, like many of us, when I heard the news, I wished it wasn't true. John is a true visionary and social leader. Nas said, John Singleton put a very powerful camera lens on real life. What a good dude. And Regina King said, rest in power, my friend. One of the greatest to ever do it. Thank you, God, for blessing us with this gift better known as John Singleton. I do enjoy, uh, you He know, gave Janet Jackson her first movie role also. Poetic Justice? Yes. I do enjoy, you know, watch, listening to, you know, the old tales that people have of certain people when they pass. Even though I don't like the grieving on social media. Because a lot of it doesn't look sincere. All right, and Why I, does it not look sincere on social media? I don't know. It's hard for me to post things like that on social it's media. It's kind of fatty. Yeah. Just, 
Just because I don't, it seems really, like everybody doing it, right? I don't grieve yep. on social media ever. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like it all looks like a performance to me. I'm not telling you that's what it is. I'm just telling you what it looks like right. to me. Mm-hmm. But some people really were very close. Of course, you can imagine, you know, somebody like Ice Cube, somebody Absolutely. like Janet Jackson, somebody that we know has worked with him. But you know, people connect differently, and you might just be a fan of his and be grieving him as well because you feel connected mm-hmm. and you appreciate what he's done for our community. Right. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a horrible night, or maybe you had a fantastic night and you want to spread some positivity, whatever it may be. Phone lines are wide open right now. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Julian! Hey, how you doing, man? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. Yeah, man, I was saying, uh, I want to shout out my parents, Mr. and Mrs. on Red Cross. Uh, they have a performing arts school here in Hampton, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a long story short, recently I just got more involved, held them out, and seeing how they dedicate their lives to help these children, you know, Art, you know, teaching all types of music. And uh, recently I've been doing the books for them and I just saw, you know, that pretty much they've been in business for almost 20 years and it hurt my heart, man. Seeing I did the books and seeing that how they have to put money out of their own pocket to keep the, the business alive. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they all, you know, like I said, they put so much time into, you know, helping out the community and I just feel like, you know, it's, it's it's not wrong, but it's, it's not, I don't feel like it's right either. So I just wanted to, you know, shout them out and see if, um, you know, if y'all can check out our website, HamptonArtsAcademy.com. You know, guys want to donate. Like, we have programs throughout the year to help kids, you know. Okay. Um, hey, man. Check it out, bro. I'm just happy that you finally helping your parents, you. bro. Percy. Yes, sir. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's up, Charlotte, man? I'm mad about Game of Thrones, man. Why are you mad about that? Because Arya shouldn't have been the one to kill the night. Hey, 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 there's a lot of people that might not have seen it. Bro, everybody saw Game of Thrones. And if they didn't, that's their fault. Yeah, that's it. Right now, you done had two days. Man. Why? But why? Why? Listen, I don't even watch Game of Thrones and I know Ari killed the White Knight. Yeah, the Night King. The Night King. Exactly. Why? I don't even watch it. Why? Yeah, she get, she got busy. Man, Ari, Ari has been in Ethel's training as a faceless man. She doesn't even have a connection. That's Jon Snow and Bran Stark's business, man. But still, like, so, she's a family you know, member. She still thinks that Jon Snow is her brother. So she's doing what she got to do to protect her brother, her other brother. Yeah, actually. All right. Found out that John Snow is her cousin, but that's a whole nother plot. But she had to save her brother. She saved her brother because he was the Night King was about to get a brother. Yeah, I'll give it that, but I'm just saying. All right, man, I ain't talking. Sounds very incestuous to me. Is that a word? (laughs) Incestuous. See, Charlemagne's articles where they're talking about that that's where they're going with the feminine route. A lot of people are saying we're being anti-feminist, and it's not this. I love Arya. She's a strong character, Daenerys, Sansa, all of them. But that particular scene just didn't fit. I don't know what's going on. It was just a little dog. Y'all keep doing it, man. We representing Georgia. Thank you, sir. Malachi. Yes. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Oh, I can't take these lying behind brothers, y'all. I can't take it. Who lied on you, bro? Uh, They all lying. They talking about they don't have a girl. They by themselves. They single. Come to find out they have a whole situation. Are Mm. you talking about about the, the guys you be dating? 
Yeah, well, I don't date them. You know, you meet them out here, and I, I put all my stuff on the table. I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. One thing you get at 50 is clarity. It's either hell yes or hell no. And Maybe I'll they just don't the like you, bro. Well, that's that why they're hollering at me. Right. Oh, they, 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 they hollering. But my thing is, I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for games. You're you know? not trying to be nobody's side piece. No, he said he's 50 years old. And, and if you do have something, let me know so I can move on. Oh, okay. I ain't gonna nah, you, you. I don't got nobody. Da, da, da. You know, I'm FBI at 51. You know, you got to search for your background checks. I'm not gonna lie, bro. You're too old to be out here chasing trades. You need to find you, trades. find you a man. You know, but you should know. I don't chase. I work. You I should know. know. Find, find you a nice people. little man and settle down, bro. You're too old to be out here chasing trades. <laughs> it's I'm not his fault. He's being honest, and these people out here lying to him. Yeah. You're, you're a trade yeah. chaser. You want to do a show? Let's no, do a show no, called no, Trade no, Chase. No, 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 no. I never chase. Okay, they mm. chase me. Do you mm. tell them, honey? Chase. All right, okay. bro. I hope you find the right person. At least you know you shouldn't settle down. You got to find. I, I, absolutely. Like I said, at 50, it's either hell yeah or hell no. Well, you keep mm-hmm. going hard looking, all right? We hope you find the hell yeah. All right, bro. You too old at this point, though, bro. Shut up. Well, you gotta find People want some new stocks to trade. My goodness. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Nicole, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Hey, good, good morning. morning. What's up, Nicole? Get it off your chest. I'm so happy, y'all. This is my last day at work for like a week and a half. I'm going on vacation. Oh, where are you going? I, where, yeah, where are you going? I'm going to Spain. Nice. Ooh, that's last dope. I walked by, I called. I got an insurance check, and I bought six to Spain. This is my trip to stay. Well, enjoy, mama. And I'm so happy. All right, thank you. We happy for you. That's dope. I love things to look forward to. You got to plan a little vacation sometimes. Hello, who's this? Uh, This is Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. How y'all doing? Hey, Chandler, what's up, bro? Uh, Man, well, I got two things. One, uh, I turned 33 on uh, Thursday, so... uh, Congratulations, sir. Shout out to me. Okay. Appreciate it. And I realized I'm old because I went to D.C., and was dancing, and my knees basically gave out where my knee, my bro had to hold me up. Welcome to my world. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad, man. And then Southwest kind of ruined the day uh, day for us because we were supposed to take off at like 5 and get there at 6, and they pushed our flight all the way back to like 11.30 at night for no reason, trying to say, oh, it was mechanical problems. But still, like, they kind of ruined the day. So bro. I'm call and vent so I can get a voucher. Bro, you uh-huh. said Southwest, bro. Yeah, you deserve what you get when you fly Southwest. Southwest is just a bus in the sky. It's so cheap, though, man. And the bags. (laughs) Yep, and you get what you pay for. That's why. Have a good birthday, though, bro. Rick! Yeah, what's going going on, Abby? Good morning. Good morning, Charlamagne. What's up, Rick? Good morning, Rick. How you doing, King? I'm good. How are you guys this morning? Good. I'm I'm blessed black and highly favored, sir. Uh, So so am I, my man. So am I. Anyway, I'm calling just to send my condolences to John Citizen and his family. And I mean, uh, I, I'm a kid from Brooklyn, and I remember the first time going to LA, like going to Compton and, and seeing how it was depicted. I'm like, damn, he did a really good job painting, you know, boys in the hood for mm-hmm. the world to see. And uh, his, his story, the, or actually the story of many other black men across the America where we could definitely relate to. Um, I was one first there about gentrification. And uh, I was like, that's the first place. The first place I actually heard that word as a kid was in Boys in the Hood. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm. and I, 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 I'm salute to him and his legacy. And uh, rest in peace, John Singleton. And, and Charlamagne, one more thing. You were saying about why 
social media, the morning on social media looks so fake. It's because it, it only lasts for so long, man. Like, you know, people, when you're mourning, people are supposed to take that on for a long time. At least it's supposed to feel like it goes for a long time. And social media, it happens today and then tomorrow we're on to the next. And that's why it seems so fake sometimes. People are detached. Okay. Yeah, and it just, uh, uh, you're right. And, and it, just, it just looks weird when, like, you see people taking pictures of themselves, like, crying. Yeah, like you that know takes what? a people, lot of energy. People grieve how they grieve, but you can't tell other people, oh, you didn't post. So that means you Word. don't, like, oh. get out of here. I don't oh. I do not do that. They like, did that to Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q was real friends with Mac Miller, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Nipsey was his guy. Like, why you ain't posting about them? Like, that's like, the dumbest thing I ever yeah. heard. Yeah, he's like, I we grieve in real life. post things on social media to show I'm upset about something. Right. Blind Beauty. Hey, good morning, you guys. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. So, first thing first, I'm excited. I'm graduating um, from Delaware State University next weekend. Congratulations. So, what people don't know is, a couple years ago, Uncle Sharla and DJ and Viana told me to stay in school. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I shouldn't do music, but I did both. I finished my second degree, and I perfected my writing, and the Shade Room posted it. So... You know, I'm excited about that, but I just wanted to talk about something different. Um, it's a difference between criticizing someone and being tasteless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the shade room, you know, people was asking about my, how I'm blind and whatever, but there was one content content creator that I really, really love, and he was just tasteless with his comment. I'm like, you Who can was it? Jokes, like, um, goddamn Zoe, I am Zoe. He was on Wild and Out. And I know Zoe. I don't know him personally, but I know him from through social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if somebody asks about blindness, I want to make people aware. If you joke, I could take a joke. I could take criticism, but don't be tasteless. You know. It's well, let, like, well, let, well, let me give you a little little advice, Blind Beauty. Uh, you're an artist, and once you put yeah. your art out to the world. It's going to be open for all types of critique and some things you're going to want to hear and some things you're not going to want to hear. But you know what? You got to take it all like it's the same energy. You know what I mean? Like you're never as good as they say you are and you're never as bad as they say you are. But Uncle Charlotte, that's not the thing. Everybody that was commenting on the music was positive. He was like trying to make it, you know, about you being blind. Because he got to get them jokes off. It's social media. You know how people are. Listen, the thing is, you can't get offended by people on social media because you'll be offended all day. Word. They all got an audience. He's just trying to get them jokes off. That's all. But don't be tasteless. But whatever. I love you guys. And thank you, um... DJ Enviana for playing that little snippet. Why you keep calling me Enviana? Because you're Tatiana. It's his thighs, G. But listen, Blind Beauty, I just got to <laughs> say this, man. Just be happy that there's so many people supporting you because sometimes we focus yes. so much on one negative comment. You can't let that override all the people that supported you. Concentrate on that. You're right. And Black-owned businesses on title, comment is on title, and all streaming platforms. Don't worry. Right. Hey, well, Blind, Blind Beauty, Beauty, we see you if don't nobody else see you. Oh, you feel it. me? Facts, and I see you. There you go. No, you don't. <laughs> Shut up, Envy. See, that was tasteless. That was tasteless. That was, was, she, was that, that was tasteless. Whatever. Whatever. You're she called fine. me. She called you're me tasteless. Enviana. All right. Well, have a good one, Blind Beauty. That's why you're Enviana. She only said it's fine because she hoping that you uh, play her song again. She never sent it. You but played anyway. it already. But no, I did. We played it from her. Remember, she played it. Right. We played a snippet of it. All right. But anyway, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, let's talk about Bow Wow. He's got some new music coming, and he's nah. talking about the depression <laughs> that he went through. Okay. See? What? Yeah, that's that's, I did that to you on purpose. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's what you do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he know nobody want to hear his music, so he put add a little twist to it. It's about my depression. Oh, can't oh, say nothing can't about say it. anything. Right. You're in therapy. <laughs> rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Bow Wow. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Bow Wow sat down with Big Boy and discussed a lot of things, including the depression that he was going through last year. If you guys remember, on social media, people were doing things like the Bow Wow Challenge. They Mm -hmm. were talking about his different antics. Then he was kind of on social media, alluding to the fact that he was depressed. And here's what he said. No, I was depressed. Last year, I was really going through a lot. You know what I'm saying? I was in a a relationship. I was, you know, just trying to um, be Bow, but at the same time, trying to be a good man and you know just I just had like a lot of I won't say a lot of bad energy around me last year I just had certain people around me last year that I'm kind of glad that they're not around me now mm-hmm. personally not even career wise but yeah. personally Personal. like, I think Bow Wow is depressed because he cares about the opinions of people on social media way too much it seems like he's always trying to prove something to those people on social media Right. Um, I think that and the fact that he's he's not as as hot as he was a long time ago. That's yeah, that's, that's why kind, when that's you grow difficult. up in the public eye like that and you're used to you're a certain cool off amount a of attention. Bit. And that's Absolutely. why and that's why you're always on social media trying to prove you're still popping and you still got it and you still you know moving the way you're moving the fake private jets and all of that stuff. Like now that, people right? thought he should have been on that Millennium tour, but here's what he had to say. I kind of understood why I didn't get the call for it because number one, I got a headline, but I think the significance of that tour was really about B2K and them coming back together. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? I hear, you, I hear you. Growing up, you know, they were thinking, I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to see them again. You know, I the way you. they was, you know, having their own little thing going on amongst yeah. their camp. So to see them come back for the fans, I think that that was that monumental moment for them. And there was no way that I could have been a part of that tour because mm-hmm. it would have took away kind of of the right. boys getting back together. Very mm-hmm. rare, very rare moment of Bow Wow telling the truth. <laughs> he should it. be the headliner on that tour. He, he would have been the headliner. You think yeah, that would have taken away from them, though? No, no. I don't think no, it would have no, taken no. away nah. from them coming back together. Nah, it would have made it bigger, but... Yeah, it would have been even bigger. Yeah, he wouldn't have stole the spotlight. They'd have still cared about B2K. It's not like Bow Wow gonna come <laughs> in there and crush the buildings and nobody gonna care about Raz being the gang. All right, well, let's talk about Confessions too, because you know that's coming. Jermaine kind of, like, gives me my, my, my freedom now. You know, like, right now he's in the studio working with Usher on Confessions too. right now. Oh, By the man. way, I want to go ahead and just say... I told J.D. I need my credit for that because I'm the one who told him. Uh, him and Usher was at the restaurant. I said, listen, you got to name the album Confessions, too. When I was in the studio with him, like, a week ago, Usher was sounding like a rapper, and he was like, man, we only got, like, two more, three more to go to wrap it up. Like, Ooh. it only take us no, not... They've been in there every I day. So you think it'll come out sometime this year? I would believe so. Okay. Wow, never wow. would have thought of that title without Bow Wow. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought of Confessions hey. 2 for Usher hey. without Shad Moss? Wow. Hey. So that's, all right, so he's confirmed for us. That's definitely happening. Um, and <laughs> I was looking on the shade room and I saw Bow Wow doing his uh, freestyle because I know y'all excited for some new Bow Wow music. Nah. I'm talking this to the players while Kevin DeRange is sending for 30, 30. After the game, he ran up on me and he gave me a dab in his jersey. jersey. Ain't trusting no hoe, you know how it go. See all they want is to clout. And nobody ain't feeling talking to these hoes, cause they run their mouth. Mm. I was at the top of the Porsche. How don't shit put in his sport? Get him. Next bitch got me in court. It's pending, so I'll keep it short. I'm all in the news, but scars on my face and my mustache. They what you think? Dropping the clues bombs for Bow Wow. Can't nobody recite raps better than Bow Wow. One of the best reciters the game has ever seen. What are you trying to say? I'm, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm no. saying he's one of the best reciters the game's ever seen. You write it for him, he can recite it amazingly. <laughs> You'll be shocked to know that Bow Wow got writing credits on uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, though. All right. Every other song is that's Dot Moss. And he was only six at the time. Mm. Think about that. 
All right, now. I'm, make, I'm making all of this Shut up. up. Yes, like, you are. Um, Somebody really? believes you right now. Gonna look it up. I had to think about that. Like He mm. was really thinking about it. Like, I huh? definitely was. I was like, <laughs> I never heard <laughs> that. <laughs> all right, now let's talk about Sierra. She posted some pictures of herself. And in the caption, she talked about how she had gotten a chemical straightener, which damaged her hair and caused it to fall out and how devastated she was. She said, I never thought my hair would grow back. But she is uh, very fortunate now that it has. I just took my hair down from my two pigtails and I'm so proud because my hair is growing. Yay! I'll tell you guys the secrets later. But she also wants people to share selfies of themselves and all of that, uh, their rawest selfies to be included in a project that she has for her album, Beauty Marks. That album's coming out May 10th. So if you want to be included in that, then you should share your rawest selfies and she'll somehow include that. I don't know what the project is going to be, but I assume it's just people embracing their themselves. So just any... Oh, okay. I thought you meant like... Uh, People who are having the hair issues, I guess. I guess no makeup. It could be anything, yeah. Oh, fresh no makeup, it could be without your hair done, just mm-hmm. natural hair. But that is an exciting thing because hair is very important. And to have something like that is devastating when you try to put a relaxer in your hair. I know, I remember I straightened my hair and mm-hmm. I thought my texture would never come back to the normal texture that it was. And who I was needs like, texture? Never again. Who needs texture when you got Russell Wilson? She does. She's oh, very happy. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Thank now, you, fam. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Um, yes, we are going to continue talking about John Singleton, who has passed away at the age of 51. We'll give you details on what happened and what some people who have worked with him and know him personally have to say. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Start off with basketball. The Nuggets last night beat the Trailblazers 121 to 113. The 76ers, Philly, they beat the Raptors 94-89. They tied the series 1-1. Yes, I saw Michael Rubin and Drake going back and forth at it. Yeah, Michael Rubin said it's the Drake curse. Keep coming to the games because y'all keep losing. <laughs> but, uh, didn't Toronto win the first game? Yeah, that's I don't know. If, I don't know if Drake was there. He was there. Oh, yeah, he was on, there. He was definitely there. He had on the, 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 the blue jacket, like the crypt jacket. Because I think first Drake said it was a Michael Rubin curse. Uh-huh. And then now he's saying it's a Drake curse. Okay. All right. Well, what else are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about a, an Army veteran who has been charged with plotting some terror attacks in L.A., 26 years old, Mark Stephen Domingo. They said he was trying to detonate improvised explosive devices, which had nails. He was trying to do that this past weekend at a rally in Long Beach. It was actually a white nationalist group rally. He was arrested Friday night, and he was trying to get these pressure cooker bombs. They said law enforcement was able to identify a man consumed with hate and bent on mass murder and stop him before he was able to carry out his attack. He wanted to seek retribution for attacks against Muslims, and he also was considering attacks on Jewish people, churches, and law enforcement as well. Mm. He had posted a video March 2nd professing his Muslim faith, and he wrote, America needs another Vegas event. No, we don't. And the the Santa Santa Monica pair, which, like I told you guys, my son went to L.A. last week, and that's where he was doing all his workouts at the Santa Monica pair, which is scary as hell to me. Any of y'all, any anybody out there that that ever feels like that, like you feel like you want to just kill a whole bunch of people or hurt a whole bunch of people, start with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's I would I would I, I don't even like for people to do that. But if you're going to feel like hurting somebody, hurt yourself. You know what I mean? Get that get get get, your, get yourself out the way. Well, he's a former U.S. Army soldier who actually served in Afghanistan as well. Jesus Christ. So he probably was dealing with all kind of mental health issues. I'm sure. He had like PTSD, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's why therapy is so important. That's why people got to get their mental health checked. 
Because hurt people hurt people, and all they do is redistribute that pain. He's hurting on the inside, and all he wants to do is redistribute that pain to other people. All right, and rest in peace to John Singleton. Now, John Singleton passed away. He was the first African-American nominated for an Academy Award for Best Director. And they said he passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family and friends. So people had been talking about how he suffered a massive stroke. He was on life support. Well, it looks like he was not able to survive that. He suffered the stroke after returning from Costa Rica and having problems with his legs. He also is the director of Boys in the Hood, which was Ice Cube's first major role in a film. Ice Cube said, your love for the black experience was contagious, and I would never be the man I am without knowing you. On April 26, 1992, you were on TV warning the world what was to come. I'm sad today because on this April 29th, who will warn? the world what's to come i love you and miss you already brother he directed nine films which includes poetic justice and janet jackson actually did a post because he put her in her first movie role so she posted a rest in peace she said uh, my first oscar nomination my first movie role and so much more thank you for all you have given to the black world through your work and all you have done for black culture women and young filmmakers he also directed Higher Learning, Four Brothers, Too Fast, Too Furious. He produced Hustle and Flow. He, he co-created the series on FX, Snowfall, and directed episodes of The People vs. O.J. Simpson, as well as Empire and Billions, too. And they said he was suffering from hypertension, right? Mm-hmm. High blood yeah. pressure. He high was blood suffering pressure. from hypertension. More than 40% of African-American men and women have high blood pressure, which asks, which also develop, develops earlier in life. Usually it's a lot more severe. They said his family wants people to please go to heart.org so you can recognize any symptoms that you might have. He survived by his mom and seven children. He was only 51 years old. Mm. I, I'll be damned if I let this world stress me out. This business, these people, F them all. All right, do what you got to do to deal with your stress. Exercise, meditate, therapy, eat healthy. Limit your limit your internet and smartphone use. Get massages and please get some sleep. All right, mm-hmm. rest is very very important. And Peebo Bryson, singer Peebo Bryson, also suffered a mild heart attack over the weekend. He's in the hospital mm. as well. They said he was at home in Georgia when he had that mild heart attack Saturday morning, and they said that he's currently responsive and they're optimistic that he'll make a speedy recovery. And Larry King as well. Uh, according to his publicist, he had an angina attack and did not suffer a heart attack or go into cardiac arrest after he underwent a successful angioplasty. But they said that he did suffer a mild heart attack and that there were proteins in his blood, which is a sign of a heart attack as well. Yeah, somebody in this room uh, sent, a, sent, was a, me. sent a link to the group <laughs> chat yesterday and it was like, oh, my God. Larry King, what is going on? I didn't say all that. Now. What did you say? I said WTF. Yeah, you said WTF, and what did I reply back? You said he's ninety-eight. Yes. <laughs> First of all, he's eighty-five. Well, still, still, he's a man having a heart attack. Is jeez. Yeah. John Singleton just had a heart attack. This John is Singleton is fifty-one. Fifty-one is relatively. It still matter. Like you, you still Larry have a King heart attack. been around a for a long time, bro. Yeah, John Singleton had a stroke. I'm he sorry. He didn't have a heart attack. Larry King been around for a long. time. It's still a what the f? Yeah, not Goodness really. Gracious. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I love Larry King. I've sat down. He's been here a couple of times. Yes. I've been on his show a couple of times. He's one of the best interviewers ever. But come on now. It's, 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 it's not surprising. Hey, come on. And he, he'll be the one that when he passed away, everybody's like, life is so short. He lived. He's 85. So what? He's still got some more, some more years to go. Okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back. WTF. From Housewives of Atlanta. Candy Burris will be joining us, joining us. so hey, we'll kick Candy. it with Candy Burris when we come She's back. She's got her dungeon tour coming up if y'all want to go on it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to her, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building 
from Housewives of Atlanta, Candy. Good morning, Candy. Good morning. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here with y'all. You know, I ain't seen you in a minute. That is true. Mm -hmm. You have not let reality TV make you corny, which is very rare. Um, I mean, for me, it's like I kind of like fell into the reality thing. I didn't even think that it was going to last that long. Mm -hmm. And it ended up. You know, now it's been 10 years that I've been a part of the show. Now, how is the reunion taping? Because that's airing, and I see a lot of drama going on with NeNe, and <sighs> NeNe yeah. knocked out the producer's tooth. Or one of the she cracked his teeth. tooth. What she said, I, it was just cracked. Well, it was cracked, and a piece of it came off. So, I mean, to me, that's fell out. He knocked it out, right? Mm. And the what? whole tooth didn't come out. A piece of the tooth yeah, came out. Yeah, she cracked his tooth. Why is NeNe still fighting? <laughs> Well, I've been on the show for 10 years. Yeah, like, she to grown. Give her, to, give, to give her a, a little bit of love, a sympathy. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, obviously she was going through a lot last year, her mm -hmm. husband. I think it got to the point where it felt like, you know, when you want to give somebody a pass, but then they just like doing the most. They kind of like abusing the sympathy or the love that people giving them. And that's how it feels at this point. Um, right now, I mean, everybody knows she's upset because... I brought Kenya to Cynthia's party and she is taking it as though it's like an attack on her because Cynthia basically didn't tell us. Cynthia is her friend, you mm -hmm. know, was her close friend, so she felt like Cynthia should have gave her a heads up. Now, whether or not people feel like, oh yeah, she should have been given a heads up, but at the end of the day, it's like, like they ain't had no real beef. So it's like, why are we still talking about this? Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, she came to the party. Nobody gave you a heads up. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's like, come on, let's move on. What about for you to go through those, like, I'm friends with this person, then we have a falling out, then we become friends again, then this person might come back on the show. Like mm -hmm. Portia. What's y'all Or Phaedra. Maybe Por Man, please, I don't even want to talk about her. But <laughs> um, Portia and I, we are in a um, better place, like mm -hmm. way better place. I mean, it's just everyday life. When I fall out some with somebody, I mean, everybody know, like, even with my own group, it took us forever to get back yeah. together. Like, I'm just kind of one of those people, like, if I cut you off, you're cut off. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. different because you got to film and work yeah, with these. Yeah, so now because we have to film together and work together, um, it definitely made us talk things through, mm -hmm. you know, and we, ha you know, I had to kind of like reevaluate the situation and I feel like we've gotten to a better place, you know what I mean? So it took us a minute to even be able to get to a better place because every time we would get, you know, kind of cool, then we get mad again because we seeing what's happening or what was said, you know, past all but the things that were said previously mm -hmm. before we made up. And, so, and also to be happy, successful women, it kind of makes you feel like, I don't even need the burden of not getting along with this person. Yes. Everything else is going so well. The crazy thing is, it's like, if we were all getting along, well, first of all, the show probably would be whack. Yes, it would. <laughs> you know, it probably would be whack. But, um, no, but in, in real life, if we, as women who have, you know, a huge following, if we all supported each other and you know, and pushed each other, we could all be doing bigger and better things than mm -hmm. what we are, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I would hope for. So but. will Portia be on the Welcome to the Dungeon tour and some of these stops, <laughs> maybe, perhaps? <laughs> She's not going to be on the Welcome to the Dungeon Did tour. She um, she actually, you know, she just had her baby, <laughs> so I'm sure she's, you know, working on her snapback. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll see her after the tour's over. Are you and NeNe good now? <laughs> I haven't talked to NeNe, like, I mean, she didn't really have anything to say to me. She said, I don't matter. She said, I'm not important. Whoa. <laughs> Which is like, you know, I could care less what she thinks. Mm -hmm. like, you know, she's the last person I look to for validation. But, you know, I don't, I think her anger is more geared towards Cynthia, but she's just not messing with anybody, mm -hmm. period. 
Right. Don't, isn't that like a threat, though, if you on, you know, you on set and this woman has a, a reputation for being volatile? I mean, she was just violent that one particular time. She she had a, a flip-out moment. Yeah. I think we all had some flip-out moments at, you know, at a certain point. So I'm like, she didn't want people in her closet? Is that? Yeah, she didn't want anybody walking into her closet. Well, really, she didn't want cameras definitely in her closet. Um, which I, I went in there first. Right. It was kind of you your know. fault. Yeah, I, I take it, you know, but she was cool. Why was you in her closet, Candy? Well, we were all in her room and she had already told us before, like, oh, my closet's so, you know, it's so dope. Y'all got to mm-hmm. see my closet. You know, she said all this stuff. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, how often am I going to come over here? So I'm going to go walk into the closet. Mm-hmm. So she was like, Nah, don't go in there, Candy. But she was like real laid back. Marlo's hyping us up. Nah, y'all should go. You should go. So when I walked in there, Portia was walking with me. And, you know, Nene was still saying it, but she was like not enforcing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just was laughing and everybody's playing. And then the cameraman came behind us. And that's when she kind of flipped because, it's, you know, everybody feels the way they feel. But I understand. You know, I understood what was going on because, like, previously that year before, you know, it was that whole drama with Kim, mm-hmm. you know, posting something about the roach or whatever right. in her house. So she kind of real <laughs> sensitive about people being in her space yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just kind of made it worse when we went in there because not only were we in there, it was the cameras. Are you bringing the world in there? Was the cameraman white that she hit? Uh, no. It was it was two black guys. Oh, damn. Yeah. เออไม่ได้ก็ชาวราชเนี่ยเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเวลาเ
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Candy Burris. Yee. Now, let's talk about another reason you made headlines recently. Your daughter going to the prom, and she looks amazing. And you okay. guys look like sisters for real. And that's what everybody was saying. She's <laughs> like you. all grown up now. Yeah, she's 16 now. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. She coming up to New York, y'all. She's coming up to New York to do like an internship at a law firm because she's interested in law. Uh, just for the summer. She's still in high school. Right. But um, her dream is to go to NYU. So, like, this week we're going to go do a school visit at the school, you know, because she's going to apply. She has one more year in high school. But she's just, like, really growing up and maturing. Yeah. We want her, like, as a little girl. Uh, yeah, sometimes it does make me feel old. Why well, have another child now? Because you're grown and you're you going to be changing diapers Rest is very important to us 40-somethings, okay? It is, it is. Okay. You just had another baby, Charlemagne. Yes, I did. So that's why, why I'm just, even... That's why I'm saying why. Okay, well, me and my husband, we got married five years ago. We was trying, and, you know, it wasn't happening, so we had IVF. Mm-hmm. And with IVF, you know, you have to have so many embryos. And we had my son, Ace. He's mm-hmm. three now. So cute. But we had two embryos left, and... um. We didn't want to destroy them. Wow. We always, we did want to have more children. It wasn't happening on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, we were trying. It just ain't he was shoot, He was shooting the club up, but it wasn't happening. Yeah, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. So we decided to just move forward. And, uh, hell, you know, I mean, I see a lot of women having kids older than me. So, right. I mean... Nothing wrong with that. I saw you say that you was feeling a bit emotional because you couldn't carry you didn't couldn't carry the baby yourself though. Oh yeah, I was emotional. Like that is it's I don't know. It's for me. I feel like especially you know an African American uh, community. I don't know a whole bunch of people that have a surrogate. I don't know any. All the ones I know are celebrities. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I didn't. You know, after I talked about it, you know, I had one person to reach out to me and let me know. Oh yeah, you know my. Child is through a surrogate. I didn't know that their kid was with a surrogate or whatever, through a surrogate. So I was just like, oh, okay. You know, so I just didn't want it to be like, oh, I'm just doing it. Like you said, mm-hmm. like you see other celebrities doing like, oh, just because I'm a celebrity, I'm doing this. It, I didn't want it to be that. But at the same time, that was the best option for us. So Now, yeah. Riley says she don't want no more siblings, though. She said that before she had, before we had Ace, and okay. when I tell you, she is, like, in love with Ace. And now that, you know, we know we definitely moving forward or whatever. She's, she's excited. Like, she's excited. What does she say about the welcome to the dungeon? Like, what do you tell her about that? Is she she laughs. This is how you got here, girl. No, my daughter laughs. Like, um, <laughs> me and my daughter have great communication. Um, you know, obviously, I've had to have those conversations with my daughter to let her know what I'm doing, even back when I first started Bedroom Candy. Mm-hmm. You know, and she just looks at it as this is a business that does well for my mother. She has she has no desire whatsoever to see this show. Because she's like, uh. Like, um, Kayla is our oldest, uh, me and Todd. Um, you know, we're a blended family or whatever. But Kayla came to the dungeon party, but she's 22. Right. She came to the last one that we did. And Riley was like, why would she want to go <laughs> to the dungeon? Ugh, you know, so Riley's mind is like, she doesn't want to see any of that. But she understands that financially, that puts money into the family pot. Why not just open a strip club called The Dungeon? Um, no, it's not not something that I just want to have. Well, now, now, hold on now. I might do that later. Ooh. But, no, I, it's, <laughs> it was just something that I wanted to do as, like, a creative project. Because, like, when I had, um, I think I really decided to do it after I did the Broadway um, Chicago 
um, on Broadway. It mm-hmm. was like, you know, it has burlesque mm-hmm. elements to that show. And then I had went to the box here in LA. Yes, the box. Yeah, it's the crazy. Burlesque show. You People know? love the box. And so I was like, hmm, I could do something similar to this. And it went along with, you know, because another friend of mine was like, you should make a sex dungeon for real. Like, because <laughs> it was so much drama with it. So I was like, you know what? I love making creative projects about stuff that I had went through. Like, mm-hmm. even with the drama that I went through with my mom and Todd, that's how I made that play, the musical A Mother's Love. So it's like I always flip uh, either a song or a... a phrase. Yeah, something Into out some cash. of... Well, yeah, I guess technically, mm-hmm. yeah. But out of some drama, I'm, it's... it's inspiration for me. My mom said her and her friends wanted to come to a dungeon show later and I was like, <laughs> I don't know because I have to put myself in like a mind frame to actually act in and you know just be like this kind of like Sexual person. Now it's your mom there. You Ma- know, mama got to have a life crazy too. stuff. I be saying <laughs> Where some crazy stuff. Where you think you get it from? Life. Uh, you know, my mom's a Scorpio. You know, they're secretive. Mm. <laughs> you know, she, she won't ever admit to anything. Me, I'm I'm just all out there, out front. And, you know, my birthday is in May, too. I'm a yeah. Taurus. And so, really, I'm going to be... It's the, the shows are every weekend in May. We're doing different cities. We're starting in Chicago. May 2nd. On May 2nd. Oh, and y'all see, need to get y'all tickets, too, because they almost gone. So, don't play yourself and miss out. What's the website? Welcome to the dungeon.com. And I'm telling you... It's one of those experiences that you do not want to miss out. Oh, and please, wear your best dungeon costume because I'm giving away $1,000 in every city to the best dungeon outfit. Sheesh, I got to figure that out. Come on now. Come with it. All right, well, Candy, congratulations on everything. Thank you. you All right, let's see. Wait, what's the birthday date for your show, too, for Welcome to the Dungeon? Oh, my birthday is May 17th. And where are we going to be? shout out to Spice. Uh, from Love and Hip Hop. She's going to come and do that show in D.C. Okay. Um, yes, oh, I already said, Tamar Braxton and um, Trina are going to be on majority of the tour, but we are going to have some other special guests that are going to pop up that I'm not going to tell everybody who they are. They took Shamari's peach, right? Oh, she never I, I don't know. <laughs> <Spill the> tea, <laughs> Charlamagne. I heard they demoted her. I do not know. They do okay, not discuss uh, okay. what, who are they going to have on the show and who's not going to be on the show until we start taping. They I won't confirm it. anything. Yeah. I do not know. But what I will say is I love Shamari. Shamari is funny and her mm, reads are crazy. Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, hopefully we'll see her going forward. But you're definitely going to see her on the Dungeon Tour. I'll tell you that. Did they take anybody else's piece, Charlamagne? I don't know. <laughs> You're not f- escaping no more either? It's done? Oh, I love Escape. Okay. Okay. I mean, what do you mean? I love them. I mean, we went through a lot. We got it back together. Um, you didn't go on tour with them, though? What you mean? Yes, we I talked did. about this last time she was here. I did go on the tour. I don't know why people were saying, like, I was on the full Great oh. Escape tour in every city. Like, I, I never missed a show. Okay. <laughs> I was there with mm-hmm. Bells on. And um, oh no, you didn't want to do new music with them. That's what it was. Oh right, there you go. That was the thing. All right, but everybody's doing their own music now. Like yeah, much love to my girls. Everybody support them too. Word. All right, Candy, always a pleasure. And we're definitely gonna do shows together in the future. Yes, there you go. Just no new music. Well, not, I mean, not right now. I just feel like you know when you keep tying yourself together, you gotta make sure the business is together. It's not just about. You know, when people hear the creative come out on the radio, because mm-hmm. if everything else behind the scenes and business is not on point, then that's when it gets kind of weird. But, you know, it's like, okay. Right. You got it. <laughs> it's Candy Burris. Welcome to the dungeon.
Dungeon.com, right? Welcome to the Dungeon.com. Get your tickets now. It's Get your costume now. Get your costume. <laughs> yeah, we doing, um, it's 12 cities in May. Go to the website, see all your cities. Word. <laughs> San candy. Francisco, L.A., that's right. Word. It's Candy Birds. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. It's amazing how many of these guys, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but so many of you guys are so mad that a woman killed somebody. Why are y'all so mad that the woman killed someone on Game of Thrones? No, it wasn't mad about the woman killing anybody. We didn't say that. What are you oh, talking about? I thought about? y'all was just arguing about that. No, we just said that. Somebody we... said somebody stabbed somebody dark skin on Game of Thrones. Like, what? No, see, yo, you're air hustling. I was saying that, first of all, Game of Thrones was too dark. You couldn't really see everything. And second of all, I wanted a, a main character to die. Like, Damn. If you watch Game of Thrones, a lot of the main characters die. They, you know, the p- character that you love dies. Oh, so the person that got killed wasn't the main character? Not really. He was supposed to die. Uh, Night you King you was be supposed saying to die. this if people didn't see it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now, they should have seen Dang. it by now. I didn't see it yet. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. I think there's two more episodes left. Three more episodes left, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But it was a, it was a, it was a, a great scene, the longest fighting scene in TV history. But I, I wanted a little more. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention this morning? What's that? I want to show some love to this new group that's formed called Super Majority, and it's being launched by three women. Cecile Richards, who we know she's been up here before. Her mom was the first woman governor of Texas, and okay. she also was the president of Planned Parenthood for, t- for 12 years. If you guys remember, she came up here for her book, I Make remember, Trouble, yep. Cecile mm-hmm. Richards. Well, she's one of the people that are founding this new group called Super Majority, including the former head of um, Black Lives Matter, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter. And um, it's actually a group that's going to be a new home for women's activism, training, and mobilizing a multiracial, intergenerational community that will fight for gender equity together. So that's really dope. And they want to be front and center ahead of the 2020 election. So it's okay. just bringing together all these different powerful women, and everybody can join. And they so, like the Avengers. Super majority. Okay. I don't know what the Avengers are like, but I'm assume. That yes, that's a positive. It's a group thing. of superheroes, e. Okay, I don't know. What, I've never seen it. Speaking oh. of Avengers, right? Shut I, up. I seen it yesterday again, and I fell, I fell asleep again. Shut up. Do you have to watch all the Avengers to to understand the plot and everything? Yes. Oh. That's my final answer. Yeah, because I was confused when they I hate had having conversations with people. Like, I, you see, like, I don't engage with you with Game of Thrones because I don't really watch Game of Thrones, so I don't want to be sitting there asking you a bunch you of questions. You just engaged with you know him about it. I did engage. I didn't engage. I made a statement that was stupid, and then he corrected me on it. And that's how you sound yeah. right now. You're just making stupid statements. Just, I didn't even ask anything I always yet. want you guys to continue to be engaged. And I and like having problems. conversations with people who actually watch Marvel movies. Well, that's you guys it. are making me miss my dog, Marvel, who oh we grew God. up with, All the right. German Shepherd. Okay. Good. So y'all respect Ant-Man I miss you, Marvel. Um, do what? I respect Ant-Man? Like, I thought Ant-Man was a joke. And Is then his I, real name Ant-Man? And then I seen him in oh Avengers, and I'm like, I thought he was a joke. I never liked Ant-Man in the comic books. Uh, I like Ant-Man in the movies. And who's the, the the animal? Who's that? That's Rocky Raccoon, sir. Is he a real superhero? Yo, leave me alone, bro. <laughs> I'm just asking. Leave me alone. All right, well, I'm going back to sleep for the next one. Please. Is he really a raccoon? Yes, he's a raccoon that talks. That's cute. Speaking of coons... <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible segue on a black radio show, isn't we, it? We got the rumors coming up. What, what, what are we talking about? Hey, we're not talking about that. Hey, let me change what I was going to say. That's awkward. I don't want to do that. I don't want to say anything now. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about somebody. Jenny uh, Mai. She's forgiving wow. her mother. The two of them had previously wow. disowned wow, each yeah. other. You just disrespect your own people. All and right. now okay. they're wow. friends again. Wow. Mm. All right. Well, that's next. Breakfast wow. Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Beyonce. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. 
Breakfast Club. Listen up. Well, Beyonce has two albums right now in the top 10, and that's the first time that's happened for her. So at the same time, she's got two albums in the top 10. That's because Lemonade has re-entered the list at number nine, and that's all because we told you before, it used to only be available on Tidal, but now it's available on all streaming services. Scary album. And Homecoming, the live album, is at number uh, four. Lemonade will always terrify uh, us men. I was having that conversation at dinner last night because remember when Why? we first watched that HBO special and you sitting there with your wife and you didn't know that this was a special about infidelity You brought that up cheating. Yeah, dinner with your wife? Well, we were just having a conversation about it in oh. general. You don't remember that night? That was a scary night, I remember bro. that night. I don't, I don't relive it. That I don't was bring a terrifying it back. night. I don't talk about it. And then, you know, when you walk in the house and your wife just listening to I ain't sorry and you're like, man, what did I do? And she want to bash the windows of your car and all of that. But, and even when you don't do nothing, it's just that PTSD from being the nigga I used to be. You know what I'm saying? We'll scare you. All right, now, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone reboot is getting a season two. Have you guys watched this one? I didn't even know it was on TV. Uh-uh. <laughs> when did season one happen? Yeah, so they are agreeing, uh, They have agreed to renew it for a second season. Twilight so Zone, congratulations come, what channel? Um, that is on CBS All Access. I had no idea. Yeah, so. Zero. I have, not, I have not heard anybody talking about that or anything. Anybody in here watch Twilight Zone season one? Well, if you have uh, CBS All Access, you can watch the show's first five episodes. Those are currently available right now, and there's a new episode that drops every Thursday. What is CBS All Access, and why does the CBS I have on my TV don't have All Access? I don't know. Maybe you have to use the app. What the heck is CBS All Access? (laughs) So many channels, bro. There's a lot of options. It's an app? Oh, no, I don't want that. All right, now, Showtime. They have decided to do Jesus and Meryl for two nights a week starting next month. It's going to air Monday and Thursday nights starting May 6th. So congratulations to them. That show will be on throughout the summer, and then they'll be on hiatus starting August 5th. Drop on the clues bombs for my guy, Jesus and Meryl. Had dinner with Jesus last night. He asked about you, Envy. Did he? What did he say? Just asked about you. That's how you were doing. That's all. Oh, ask about him for me. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? That's an awkward ask response. about him for me. Yeah, ask about him for me. Tell him I asked about him as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to see them, I think, in a week or so. Where at? How? Uh, we you playing, pulling up? Yeah, we're going to pull up. <laughs> now we playing a celebrity uh, softball game. Uh-oh, don't okay. do nothing crazy, MV. <laughs> in the Bronx. No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, you don't want that. Are you pitching? In the Bronx with bats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you balls. pitching? Nah, he really did ask about you, though. Hmm. Salute to my man, Deez. Tell him I said what's up. Like, what, I don't know where Meryl was at last night. What's the context? Uh, yeah, he was like, I was envy. So, What'd you say? I said, he's good. Charlamagne definitely didn't say he's good. He's <laughs> <laughs> beige as ever. No, actually, I just said, shut up, Deez. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now, Jeannie Mai, she was discussing on The Real about forgiving her mom. They had disowned each other when she was a teenager, and she made that confession, and she said her mom just wasn't that supportive to her. Check it out. She and I had a major falling out because she wasn't supportive to me when I needed her most at that time. So we disowned each other when I was 16 until I was 24. Mm -hmm. So I prayed not knowing I was praying to God. I remember confronting her again and facing off with her with what she had done wrong. And yo, I tell you, the way God like replaced my ears with his and my heart with his, to hear everything she had told me in the past, but I heard it differently. I heard it the way he wants you to hear, the mistakes you make Mm -hmm. as a human being. Yo, not only did I make up with my mom on that day, but I also looked at God and I was like, damn, I owe you one. Uh, hold on. I just want to raise my hand. Go ahead, raise wow, your hand. Wow, wow. <laughs> Technically, your heart and ears are already God's, okay? And you owe God more than one because you owe God your life. Like, I'm just I saying. mean, I guess it was a certain day when it really just all clicked for her. 
because sometimes that doesn't happen for you until that is true we can tune out we can we can listen to the world so much that we tune out uh our ears to god that is true yeah because she said that her strained relationship with her mom is really what brought her closer to god Mm -hmm. so she said that's why she's so devoted to god today there was something there in that spirit between a mother and a daughter she said she needed her mom but she was too proud and she was praying and not knowing that she was praying to god she probably wasn't as devoted to god at that time and then got more devoted as she was trying to Mm figure it out. So she said that's why she's stuck being a Christian now. Okay. Just stuck being a Christian. Yeah. Okay. You know, because she, I guess, you know, it helped her so much. So now she's like, that's why she's so devoted. Yeah. If anybody wants to know why. And that's a difficult thing when you disown one of your parents because y'all go through it, you know, and kids do go through things in their teenage years, especially with their parents. We do have to have more patience with our parents because we forget that our parents are human too. And we forget that our parents had lives before, before, before us. And a lot of our parents had, you know, mental health issues they were dealing with or drug and alcohol issues or just trauma and pain. Well, they never I know I was with. just bad. Well, yeah, well, I know my parents couldn't stand me. They were on the journey. They was on the journey before. So they Absolutely. know what, what, what we're doing, how we're going to mess things up. And they're just trying to protect us. And, and Sometimes you have to admit you just was bad. That is true. But all, your parents haven't healed either. Everybody, listen, we're the first generation <laughs> that is actually having the luxury of, of healing. Our, our parents were too busy working. Trying to make the world better for us. Right. I remember I stole my parents' car. It was brand new templates. I didn't even know how to drive. I was only 15. You was a bad little I crashed kid. it twice, and then I just put it back like nothing happened. And what happened to you? Well, first they thought my brother did it. And you didn't tell on him? You didn't snitch, huh? Eventually just, I did tell. Uh, and then what happened? Did they it, beat yes, you? Yes, it was me. No, I was on punishment. And um, it was just hard for me to be on punishment because they worked during the day, so I still was out and about. Now, we, now, now kid, we know though. why your ass ain't never been to Disney World. Then, now, then let me tell you what they did. Now we know why your ass ain't kid. never seen then the Then they Lion took King. the phone away from me, right? So you know what I did? I ordered my own phone line, and I had my own phone number. So I had my own In phone. your house? Yes, and they didn't even know. Who paid? So they didn't know till the bill came because it doesn't charge you until you get the bill. They were like, what are all these charges? And so I had my own phone line. I had my own phone number. You was a bad little kid. They never. didn't know about I will never feel sorry for you. Not then they let me keep world. the phone because they liked the fact that I wasn't tying up the phone at home all the time. So they were like, you know, just let it keep. All this time you made us think that you were a deprived child whose parents never took her I to Disney World. The fact you that you was a badass kid. kid who didn't deserve to go to Disney World. Man, shout out to Urban Celeste. Y'all did a great job. Who the hell is Urban Celeste? My parents. Oh. Yeah. I thought those were your codes and I'm just stealing the goddamn car. I was supposed to say shout out to my mom and dad. You call them by their first name? I'm Angela Yen. That's your That's how you know she was a bad kid. <laughs> she referred to her parents as their first name. Boy, she was a bad kid. Would you ever? <laughs> no, nah, I never thought about it. Me neither. Sheesh. All right, Charlemagne. What? It's your donkey time. Who are you giving your donkey to, man? Oh, uh, Uber. Nobody in here got no stock in Uber, right? Nope. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. I got nope. my lift stock. All right. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkeys of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitch. <clears throat> I've been told a lot in my 23 years that Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, April 30th goes to Uber and Uber support. Oh, the Hellman's is heavy on this one, okay? Too much goddamn mayonnaise. Yes, Uber. Everyone's favorite ride-sharing app that a lot of my friends of mine. I wish they had invested in early but didn't. Everybody always has a I almost invested in Uber but didn't story. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I saw this story yesterday on The Shade Room and I read it and I died laughing uh, because I am one of those people who finds random acts of racism funny. 
not high levels of racism that end in some form of violence or people getting killed, but lower levels of racism, like on a scale of one to Kramer from Seinfeld screaming the N-word at the Laugh Factory. I like to be in the two or three range, okay? You know, two or three is like Kendrick Lamar bringing a white girl on stage to recite one of his raps and she lets the N-word fly. Okay, that's the kind of racist rhetoric that makes me chuckle. And I would say on my scale of one to Kramer screaming the N-word at the Laugh Factory, this Uber thing is about a four. Okay, now there's been a history of, of racism at Uber, right? Mm-hmm. I'm correct on that, am I? Uh, Sexism, I... racism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Uber has been accused of racism. Well, there was a study in the Atlantic uh, that shows Uber did discriminate against blacks and women. Uh, in fact, the headline says Uber and Lyft are failing black riders. Technology was supposed to prevent the racism and sexism that pervade the cab industry. But surprise, it's not so easy to get rid of discrimination. Now, when Uber was under fire for its management practices and company culture, they did what most companies do to stop the bleeding. And that's called on the help of a black woman. They hired a uh, Bose, right? Bozema St. John. Yeah, drop on the clues bombs for Bozema St. John. Uh, she's no longer there, but I'm just trying to paint the picture of the problems they have had with being labeled racist before, uh, which is all the more reason what happened on Twitter yesterday was extremely stupid, but also kind of hilarious depending on your sense of humor. See, a Twitter username at the real they Cheney. This looks like a Dick Cheney parody page, if I'm not mistaken. They tweeted Uber support and said, I had an awful driver today. I want my money back. Please respond so we can work this out. Now, Uber support replied, uh, Stephen, the white demon, our cameraman, I need your help on this one. Can you read this for me? I need another voice to sound like Uber support. Steve, read, sure, fam. read this one. <laughs> Pay attention, Steve. Read this one. Read that one. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, can I oh. substitute that word? Okay, That's sorry, right. I'm not going to say that Read word. Read some now. of it. Okay. All right. Let's get the gist. We're so sorry about that, Basketball American. Please send us a DM with Basket- your phone number that? with additional details of your concerns so we can connect. What the hell's a Basketball American? That, that, give me the paper. Give me the paper. Actually, what it Thanks, said fam. was... You want to try it again? You want to try it one more time? Okay, I'd rather it. not. You sure? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> you Read it one more You got it. Come on. Pay attention. We're so sorry about that N-word. Please send us a DM with your phone (laughs) number with additional details of your concerns so we can connect. Yes, the only difference is they didn't actually say Nice try. They didn't say the N-word. They spelt it out N-I-G-G-E. Oh, they did it with the E-R? Really? Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, Uber support said the n-word now they did apologize with another tweet they said we'd like to sincerely apologize for the offensive tweet that was sent earlier we're investigating what happened to make sure it doesn't happen again now word yes now here's the thing Uber. <laughs> that's crazy there's nothing here to investigate your support team said the n-word this is how i know it was purposely done because they said we're sorry about that with a comma then n-word with a capital n and an er with an exclamation mark but it's not that they did it it's why. Okay, the why, if you ask me, is because whatever backlash these companies get on social media, it's worth it because of all the mentions they get on social media. These companies get on social media and they want to be talked about. They want to be discussed, okay? Analytics come back as analytics. They're not really, you know, worried about, you know, what's being said about Uber. They're just happy that Uber is being mentioned. So I think this is highbrow, corporate-level clout chasing. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Please let Chelsea Handler give those mayonnaise-flavored mammals at Uber support the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. Now, are you going to delete your Uber apps? No. 
I use Lyft. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I do, and I, I use, use Lyft Juno. Too. Yeah, because Lyft helps me out with my Delta miles too. How do you even explain this? Yeah, you I can't. Do. You, just, you don't. You just, you just can't. <laughs> my bad. You, you, you don't explain it. Sorry. It's this. There's not even a word that is close to the N word that you could say your smartphone you know, uh, replaced it with. You know how you be typing some words sometime? Yeah. And then what, what word do you type that types up N-I-G-G-E-R? Um, really? <laughs> no, no. If I type that, the N-word come on? <laughs> no, 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 no. Naggers? Uh, naggers? Yeah, naggers. Nag- maybe naggers. Naggers, maybe, maybe naggers. naggers. <laughs> yeah, say it again and, fill in, and put in the word nagger. <laughs> We're so sorry about that. Nagger. <laughs> send us a DM. Stop nagging us. No, that's true. That yeah, could nagger. work. Yeah, yeah. That could, could work. work. There you go. That could work. You naggers. Okay, we figured it out for you, Uber Support. All right? <laughs> send us a check. All right? We clean that up for you. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey. We got a special guest in the building. Mama Portia. And this young lady <laughs> just had a baby. <laughs> like, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Um. Actually, today's five weeks. Five wow. weeks. She turned right. five weeks today. Congratulations. Thank Portia you. Is here. Welcome. Thank you. I Glad to be here with you. It's wonderful. I just left her home with. She's actually home with my mom, um, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother. So, so you must not be breastfeeding. No, I'm not. It didn't work out for me. I I tried. Couldn't get enough milk out. I couldn't get enough milk. Mm-hmm. I just was one ounce in it out, and I was like, okay, this is not working. I saw you said Candy was really helpful when you talked to her about that. So I was texting all the girls, and Candy was like, listen. At the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, if she ends up on formula, she will be all right. right. She'll be okay. Still a good mom, and um, she like helped me over that hump because it was like really emotional. What did the doctor say? You had to change your diet, or you just? Um, I tried everything. Mm -hmm. I had three different lactation consultants in the hospital, and my baby started dropping weight. And um, you know, when you're going between breastfeeding and the formula. You, breastfeeding wise, you don't know how much she's getting. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the doctor told me she was dropping weight and they still encouraged me to do it, I was like, I can't do my baby like that. Yeah. So I just cried it out and ended up um, just putting her on formula. And now her weight came back up. She's eight pounds and ten ounces. So it's the opposite in my house. Like the, my 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 seven month old won't take the formula now because she's so used to. The, the breast, breast milk. milk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought that you were having difficult having a baby. So the baby was playing. No, she wasn't. She wasn't planned. So this is what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Some years ago, about six years ago, I had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And I had to have a um, myomectomy because of it with fibroids, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really try again to get pregnant because I wanted with with the right dude. Gotcha. So when I got with Dennis, you know, I just let everything go. You know, I'm like, (laughs) come on, let's just do what we're going to do. We're going to see what happens. And I got pregnant easily. But I still was considered high risk because of my age. Gotcha. And because I still had fibroids in there. How do you know when he was the right dude, though? Like, how are you for sure? I knew Dennis was the right (laughs) dude. Number one, our chemistry was just bomb. And he was named, at the time I was calling him McKinley. We went out, and as soon as we got together at lunch, I was like, this is the vibe. Like, we vibed, we stayed together that whole day, night, everything. And we were, like, together like glue. Why'd you call him McKinley? Because that's what everybody calls him. So, but when he told me his mom called him Dennis, then I started calling him Dennis. You know, gotcha. I want to be special. Right? How did y'all meet? We met at his club. Actually, he had a club called Dream at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my stylist was like, you know, let's go to Dream. Let's go to Dream. I was like, I'm tired. It was at the reunion, mm-hmm. and so we went and I ended up meeting him there. And um, I got drunk, mm-hmm. my sister and I, and so we left early. So he didn't get to see us leave. We ended up with a boot on the car. 
So then he came out and paid for the boot to get off the car. He probably put the boot on the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, she got on boot that car. <laughs> so he, so anyway, it was a boot on the car. And so he came out and again, I was drunk. So my um, friend let him put his number in my phone and he called himself. Mm-hmm. So the next day he hit me like, yo, this McKinley, you promised we were going to go out. I'm like, who? I don't I remember that. that. I don't even know who this is. Okay, and so we, we chat, you know, we did this whole I'm busy, you busy for a while and then finally we had this lunch that I was telling y'all about after dish. And lunch is a nice, safe thing to do too because it's not as big of a commitment as dinner. That's what it was. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, by then I was telling him, look, I'm dating other people. I don't know when I'm be able to see you. <laughs> Damn. And you know, Damn, get on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, hey, it is what it is. And he was like, forget that. I want to see you. He was like, I want to. I had dropped the pictures from Union in the purple. So mm-hmm. then he was like, oh, you know, you look good in that purple. Let's meet after dish. Oh, you put right that purple street. on. He was like, put that purple right on. Now. Let's meet right now. Where you at now? <laughs> the purple did it. The purple did it. <laughs> purple did it. Got me a husband, honey. And you said you didn't leave him that day. That day, y'all, y'all stayed the whole day. Stayed the, the ho- stayed the whole day. It was crazy. At the restaurant. No, no, no. We left there. Okay. He said he had to stop by his club crew. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, oh, I need to stop by that crib. Oh, I got to stop by the crib. Yeah, that, I got to stop by the crib. Come so inside then, for a second. Yes, a he was like, come inside for a second. I got to get the, you know, the alcohol from the bag. So and he kidnapped we you. Kidnapped me. <laughs> <laughs> for real. We sat there and we binge watched Family Feud. Oh, nice. Wow. And it was so crazy is the purple dress that got his attention for sure <laughs> is the same reunion that I claimed that I would marry someone and have a child. Mm. So did you have to hit everybody after that first date and be like, look, all the people I'm dating, I'm it's over, I'm taken, or do you just fade out? Uh-uh, it didn't work like that. So we had the first date. <laughs> he told me he loved me. The first date? The first, date? The first, date? first night. Oh, he was you fell hard. for that? I didn't, I didn't work, but damn. I didn't fall for it. I just thought, I just thought, damn, he's drunk. <laughs> really drunk. Um, but he meant that, you know. And so, no, we didn't cut everybody off right then. Mm-hmm. Did y'all sleep with each other on the first night, Porsche? I mean, I had a baby by him. We are engaged. Is it okay? Yes, so it's I okay. I don't remember. I think uh, we did. They both ugly, so y'all I, slept with each other on the first night. It's fine. He said, I love you. It absolutely. worked out. We, we, was, we, was, we was bumping belly buttons. There you go. Know, right, there you know, go. There you know. so, so went down. You sure so, you wasn't drunk? Yes, we were okay. drinking, he said yes. Yeah, but we started drinking later on in the night. Got okay. you. So, um... What was I telling y'all? He was like, well, that how you was having he said he sex loves on you. the first night. Oh, yeah, so he's, he told me he... That's why he said he loves you. He yeah. told me... No, 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 he told me... He told me he leaned over and told me he loved me after the sixth episode of Family Feud. Okay. This is before we even went what upstairs. What was on that episode? It you was sure just, he wasn't solving the puzzle? Mm-mm. He leaned. He leaned over. He was like, "I love you," and I looked down like he is crazy. So you didn't say nothing back, like no. I was just like, Thank "Oh, you. that's what's up." Like what? That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Said, that's, that's what's, what's up. up. What was y'all drinking? We were drinking something. Oh, Martell. But we didn't exactly cut everybody off right that second. It took like another week, and then we cut everybody oh, off. Okay, what about him? And what, then what I got he have going on because you had girls harassing you, like, "Oh, I was just talking to him." Like, yeah, on the show. Mm-hmm. They didn't know our timeline. So they were coming up with their teeth, thinking it bothered us. We were like, we don't care. Right. You we know, we had chicks and I was still dating, so that's I, not even when we figured it out. Do that? Cause you, I mean, I'm sure you had a, a guy that was probably staying at your house off and on. How did you kick him out? She said she had a whole schedule. I had a schedule. <laughs> I did have a schedule, but they were not coming to my house. Okay. Like, when, when a woman gets to the point to where she doesn't really care about dating, mm-hmm. you're not coming to our house. We're not having sex. You know, it's just 
you entertain different people throughout the day when you can. Mm-hmm. You just become like a real player, you know. Yeah, you know, we know how it goes. She said, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, you just become like, yeah, when we become players. If you single, nice. you single. You, yeah, you mm-hmm. ain't hoeing, but you know, you you being a player. So how you go from a player to being engaged? She fell in love. I fell in love. After the first night? Listen, Dennis and I were looking at rings within a couple weeks of being together because... Okay, first of all, I'm 37. Mm-hmm. He's 38. Mm-hmm. When we met, we both knew what we wanted. True. I was tired of the street. He was tired of the street. You we said both, it on the reunion. We both had ran around and had our fun. You had your whole phases. Yeah, we mm-hmm. had, you know, it's been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> it's been deleted. Okay. I have had a whole baby. I'm engaged. Right. It's what deleted. else I got to do to get it deleted? Right. <laughs> there you go. Okay, it's gone. I'm Virgin Mary again. So, like... We came together. We actually talked about on the first night, like, would you get married? It was like, yeah, I would get married. Mm. Why haven't you had kids? He's like, I ain't met nobody I wanted to have pregnant with my baby. Wow. And I was like, same thing for me. How amazing was the sex that night? That both of y'all, after looking it's at each other's eyes, about, talking about getting married? There's a connection they had. Sex. So if he had a little pee-pee and the sex was whack, would you feel the same way? No, I don't mind. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. From Housewives of Atlanta, we have Portia in the building. Charlemagne, did you ever think you would get married again? After I had the baby, mm-hmm. it's become more apparent to me that I really, really, really want to get married. Do you it's have not- anxiety about marriage, though? Like, okay, first one didn't work out. Are you scared the second one could have the same fate? You know what? I I don't think I have anxiety, but it manifests itself anytime we talk about prenup, stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah, because then I get very protective and mm-hmm. I get very, what he says, selfish. But uh, And when I talk to other people, they pointed out to me that, Portia, that's just you feeling like you got to hold on to everything mm-hmm. because of your ex. So how does Dennis feel about the prenup? He's the one who brought it up at first. Okay. Him and his mom. Yeah, his mom actually yeah, brought it up. Mama, it wasn't even him, actually. It was his mom who brought it up. So, listen, prenups put a little wrench in the relationship for a minute. It does. Because when you do a prenup, at first, you're all in love, it's giggly, it's cute, but when you do a prenup, I have to position myself as protecting myself. Mm -hmm. You have to position yourself. So that's separating yourselves. How did mama come up to you? How did mama have that conversation with you? Mama ain't have no problem. It was my (laughs) first time meeting Mama Gina. First time? First time. On her birthday, by the way, I had just bought her a Louis Vuitton wallet, and she was like, so y'all gonna do a prenup? Mm. Wow. And I was like, oh, I like, I think I spit out my red wine or whatever. But, you know, I don't know what type of women he used to date. Maybe he used to date women who ain't had none. Mm-hmm. Right. How stressful was the show while you were pregnant? Because there were a lot of things happening with you and Nene having your falling out. And how did that make you feel? Because that can't be easy. It's hard. Because at first, when I first told everybody I was pregnant, everybody was happy. So when you start to see people's true colors, that's hurtful. So it, it really did hurt me to be battling with people. Yeah, you read- and Nene had a back and forth on Instagram. Yeah, and she sent me a cease and desist. What was the back and forth about for people that don't know? She had a she had some type of YouTube show, and she was talking about me saying I saying that I recorded something previously to put on the show to make her look bad about like saying she pulled my belt or something. Mm-hmm. And I defended myself, and then she texted me, and then cussing me out, and then we got into it, and then I put the text messages out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then we- she put text messages out. 
And what was the season desist for? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I sent her one back because I was like, that's stupid. So I'm about to send you one back. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to spend money to Yeah, let's money. just do this then. <laughs> let's, let's go back. Y'all yeah. cool now? Let's just play. No, we're not cool now. Never going to be cool, probably? Um, you know, I really never say never, but it's it was a toxic relationship. Dan and like we were dating. Like it's it's she, it's just toxic. Yeah. I read that they wanted you guys to start filming earlier than you were supposed yes, to. Yes. They do. Just because of the beef. It may be because of that. It of may course be because it of that. Is. Or it could be because of Kenya. Um What's up with Kenya? Well, if she comes back, oh, you know, you. so my baby's brand new, and so everybody hasn't met her yet, so we got to do a little sip and see. <laughs> but I don't know. When they start filming early, something is sizzling. Yeah. Is something, something going, something going on right now <laughs> that cannot wait until July. So is Nene coming back for sure? I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see why she wouldn't. What about Phaedra? Would you want Phaedra to come back? I think Phaedra would be good to come back. I mean, at the end of the day, we want the show to be successful, right? And I think we shook it up last season, and people enjoyed Eva, people enjoyed Shamari. But I think it's also good to bring back people who have a history with the other girls. Mm-hmm. And we don't want the same arguments, but we want to see growth. So I think it would be good for her to come back, have a conversation with the people she need to have a conversation with, and move on. You and Candy got the weirdest relationship, though. It's just like Is you, it weird? Because like a couple months ago you were saying she didn't congratulate you on the pregnancy. Right. But now you're saying you're getting advice from her about parenting. Because people can change, Charlamagne. True. They, true. they can change. And I think she made a decision to change and she has stuck to it. It's real. Like, she literally texts me to make sure I'm good. You know, she sent a whole gang of gifts for PJ for the baby shower. Mm-hmm. And she's a mom, too. Right. I mean, and when somebody have a baby, you don't want to keep beefing with them because mm-hmm. she know what I'm going through. Like, right after you have a baby, your hormones are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can easily go into postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. So other moms know that. So they are going to be easy on you. They're going to be as supportive as they can. Because they know you're going through it. it w- what made you want to share that experience to begin with? Just because you just like to share it with the world? Which one? Of being a mother. I wanted to share it because, you know, I had a lot of women. When I talked about having fibroids, a lot of women talked to me. I was like, I'm glad you spoke about it. You know, I hadn't gone to check. I went to check. I had some. Got them removed. For some reason, black women do not talk about fibroids that right. much. And we like, get them more than everybody. Oh, my God. Like, when I talked about having fibroids... Close family members were like, oh, well, I had some, too. I'm like, why the hell you ain't tell me? Because I could have gotten checked before I had the miscarriage, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't have had a miscarriage. So, you know, it's also kind of like, you know, being an activist right? when gotcha. you talk about stuff like that. How does your side of the family get along with your fiancé's side of the family? Is it all good? So... Especially being that happened so fast. Uh-oh. That's the thing. That's And that's what was going on during the baby special, because we got, we got together fast, we got pregnant fast, and so... That, of course, that meant with his mom and my mom, they had to be together more. They were like, we do not want to break things up because of the moms. Yes. That would be a shame for this to not work out. Yeah, then you quote Mama Diane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, um, they're still getting to know each other. <laughs> Let's just feel like, they are, What's they're, the problem they're working that? well together for baby PJ <laughs> okay. and for me and Dennis, but they're still getting to know each other. Okay. Have y'all gotten into a fight yet in, with, the, with the family there? Or yes. Yes. They have, they. And they jump in. You know, me and I always say, let's not fight in front of them. But I just come, I just blurt out with stuff. So we'll just, we'll be talking about something and then me and him will get into it and they'll be sitting there and they have opinions. Mm -hmm. But my thing is with Mama Gina, her opinions always are on the side of him. And I'm like, you'll never see my side. Like, what about my side? What about your sister and your friends? I know they have to be like, you tripping. You just met this man. But they can hide it better. 
Mamas okay. can't hide it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friends, friends can hide it. Like my sister can sit right there and be like, I can't stand your ass, mm-hmm. <laughs> and still, you know, enjoy the day and turn up and have shots. Mm-hmm. But I feel she like your friends were uh, also supportive of him because they even would tell you, like, they will kind of check you when they feel like you're not oh, being yeah. fair to him. For some reason, everybody takes Dennis's side. <laughs> I mean, I don't get, I don't really get it. Like my friend Shamia, she's like, you know, you're being selfish. You know, you got this man all the way here in Duluth. He want to be in the city. So I don't know. I, they helping me come around to his side thing. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank y'all for having me. And what is the next uh, every, special? Come on. Every week. Every, every Sunday. Sunday. Every, every yeah, Sunday, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, eight seven Central. All right. Well, thank yep. you for joining us. It's Portia. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. So many options. You got me calling. All these different numbers. Why you being selfish? You know that I want you. You really been working. You deserve a virgin. Girl, you so contagious. Then that's so dangerous. You feel the vibe is contagious. Look in your eyes. It's dangerous. I'm grateful I had all the patience. I know you're going through some Somebody yelled in the room, no, our cameraman, Steven, the white demon, look alive, Steve, look alive. And then somebody else said, he can't, he's white, he's pale, he's dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. My goodness. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Oprah. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Oprah took three girls who graduated from her Leadership Academy in South Africa. She took them to Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills. And for one of them, she bought her a wedding dress that was $10,000. Wow. She get married? Yeah, the young girl that she bought the wedding dress for. Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so that's their first wedding, she said, for the young ladies who were 12 and 13 coming to her school. And now they're graduating from college and going to grad school and all of that. So she said it's their first wedding. So... Congratulations. Who's going to pay for the wedding, Auntie Oprah? <laughs> she just bought you a dress, bro. I, I know, but you know. Aunt- well, these girls are probably pretty successful after yeah. having gone through all of that, so I'm sure they can manage that, but it's still a nice gesture. That's it a is. great gift. Somebody well, listen, bought your wedding dress. I'm a Pinkett Smith Winfrey nose Carter, so you know. Dropping the clues bombs for Oprah, damn it. All right, now, Nipsey Hussle, we saw this story about somebody vandalizing the mural of his, and that was in Connecticut, uh, the young woman that did that really weird that she would do something like that and very stupid and disrespectful well now they have actually restored that mural after it was vandalized so that's great they said some people got word of it that's great and they were like you know what I thought it was best just to fix it did uh, they lock the girl up shouldn't the lady be locked up for vandalism yeah absolutely they haven't arrested her yet snitch on her but you can see her taking selfies in front of it like an idiot. I don't encourage violence, but she need her ass whipped. And the people who were recording her and not at least attempting to physically intimidate her to make her stop, y'all some suckers too. Because all that little Caucasian girl did was prove without a shadow of a doubt yet again that Negroes are scared of white Well, they were saying that maybe they were possibly all together. Because whatever she was tagging on the wall was the same as the, the video camera had. She was... It was. I, th- I think the logo was on the back of the, well, the person's shirt or something like that. the girl in the video was telling like her, don't, just don't do his face. Just don't disrespect his face. So she just said, seemed like she was just sitting there recording to me. Mm. All I know is the slave will never get bucked with their master, period. And you proved that yet again. All right, now let's discuss Boosie. He was on Instagram Live, and things got spicy as he reconnected with somebody he met on the road. Let me see. You follow me. Oh, I follow you, huh? Yeah, you remember me? I rode around with you in Detroit in the Sprinter. You suck my Lord have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> that taste good, huh? We did more than that. 
Oh, let me get off live. You exposed. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't talk about you. Suck my sh trying to tell people you suck. Uh-uh. Boosie crazy, man. Very Boosie crazy. Because you know what he got to think about, too? <laughs> Who is watching his Instagram live? Well, the next person that he put on live with him, it went like this. My bad, my bad. I'm hogging the blunt. My bad. I'm going live with little Boosie. Oh, that's a kid. Oh, my God. Block the little kid, man. Got to block the little kid. I be having too much in my life. Block Boosie is a rapper. He doesn't censor himself in no. his music, so he shouldn't have to censor himself on his Instagram. Like you he should. felt bad though, as anybody would. I think when there's a little kid that's like, "Oh my God, I'm with Boosie." Yeah, but what about After what, just seeing a naked one, a naked <laughs> one. On what there? about all the kids that's listening to your music? Yeah, that's too. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure he's probably thinking to him, it's not the audience that he's anticipating listening to it. He's making it for a different type of audience. You can't help who's going to listen to it. But I'm sure when you see that, you're like, "Oop." Yeah. How we just breeze past, breeze, breeze past Boosie Thotten like that, though? You just in Detroit just letting anybody suck it, Boosie? <laughs> God damn, you just riding around with randoms? <laughs> Boosie bro? Bang bro? Oh, man, Bang bro with Boosie will be hard. Okay. Well, we have the, we have the connect. We have the connect. Yeah, we got <laughs> All right, now let's talk about 50 Cent. Apparently, he got his money. He got his from Tierra Marie. No, from Randall uh, Emmett, actually, uh, <laughs> Hollywood producer. He did meet 50's self-imposed deadline, and he squared up on all his debts. And so now, 50 Cent is going to leave him alone. And the last thing he uh, said was, "Fifth, I agree to all the terms. Can you please stop posting? Money will be there in the AM." He posted those text messages, and then 50 said, "You made this effing mess. When the money hits the accounts, everything comes down." Okay, I just got the wire. Back to my regular scheduled program. And he took everything down too. The man of yeah, his word. Yeah, he took everything down, took and everything he wishes down. him just, and his family a very blessed day. Man of his word. He's just a petty cancer, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And sometimes you just got to, you know, let people know. That's all. All right, now, Sierra and Russell Wilson have launched a joint production company for film, TV, and digital content. Hopefully they don't ever borrow money from 50 and not pay it back, although I'm sure they won't have to. No. So they're doing Why Not You Productions. It's going to give us all kinds of different content that focuses on inspirational and aspirational stories across a variety of genres. So congratulations to them working together on that project. Yeah, they, and they, I mean, they can't do nothing but family-friendly content, right? Russell Wilson Correct. and Sierra. Yep, like mm-hmm. that's the box they're in. It's yep. not a box; it's a good place to be. It is, but they, you but know, they got to stay in that that realm. And I'm Family sure that's friendly. what they mm-hmm. want to do, right? Yeah. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Right? You'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> yes, Revolt. Will be back sure. tomorrow. He don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be back tomorrow. Why? Where, where are you going? No. Oh. Well, you shouldn't have said naggers. Or basketball Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to the ladies, the housewife of Atlanta ladies. Uh, Portia for stopping through. Yeah, salute to Portia. Salute to uh, Candy, Candy Burris. And Portia has together. her own series right now, yep. too, because uh, she had a baby. She so she baby. has a series about that that just started on Sunday. Yeah, so shout to both of them for stopping through. Oh, I- and you know what, man? I want to salute... Uh, the good people of Neon Arts. You know what I'm saying? Neon Arts is a program of the NYC Department of Probation. And uh, yesterday, in partnership with Carnegie Hall's Will Music Institute, we had a conversation about my new book, Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. But it's really a conversation about investing in your mental mental wealth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just love sitting and having these conversations about mental health because we healing, baby. Okay. We are healing together as a community. You know what I'm saying? And I love having all of these these brothers, you know, talk about, you know, loving each other and valuing each other and appreciating each other and loving and valuing and appreciating themselves and going out there to get the help that they need. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DA got that dope.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the people? Look, man, the positive note is the oldie book, Goody. It's one of my favorite uh, Bible scriptures. I'm actually wearing it on my flannel shirt today, but it's Isaiah 54, 17, man. Uh, uh, a lot of y'all out there are blessed, black, highly favored. You're covered, so don't worry about anything, man. If you don't know what Isaiah 54, 17 is, it's simple. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?